Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire, and out today is Joe. So our resident expert in executive tyranny, Jake Freho, <laughs> in to talk because uh, President Applesauce decided to get in front of a podium today. Jake, welcome. Thank you, Max. Always a new title. Oh, there's a lot, lot, lots to talk about. So did you have a chance to watch Joe Biden's speech at all? I did. I, I had the misfortune. I wouldn't say chance. Misfortune of watching it. And then I also had the misfortune of watching uh, Mayor uh, Emperor Beetlejuice's uh, speech. And it seems to be that they're gearing up for round two. And round one lasted almost two years. So it's going to be a long, long way to 2024, if, 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 if you ask me. So did Biden's you see Beetlejuice? Did you hear her speech? I, I, it, I didn't watch it because it's I, actually I, worse. I'm afraid. Like I, I, I don't watch Beetlejuice. Um, <laughs> she freaks me out. But I did read about it. That it's basically she's turning Chicago into essentially New York. New York, or LA. Boston's on on board too. The yeah. mayor of Boston said, "If you want to, you know, if you want to be part of life, be prepared to show your papers." Where have I heard that one before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's becoming the it's mainstream. Full circle. Showing full your papers circle. is mainstream. Austria. Austria has started hiring people to go hunt down the unvaccinated. So we've now like gone into full like Nazi territory. It's been a while. Yeah, but you probably Austrians need a master's degree to, door to door. do it. It's been a while since the Austrians were going door to door to find people hiding in the floorboards. But I guess they're they're bringing that back. To find the unvaccinated. I'm not quite uh... sure what they'll do with the unvaccinated when they find them, but they are going to find them. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's, I'd like to know how much they're paying. If it's, you know, civic duty, you know, if it's just honor and credit, like uh, the Hitler Youth Program, or if there's, you know, a redeemable aspect to it that, you know, oh, we're just doing our job. Oh, wait, that's also what Hitler's people also yeah. said. Yeah, no, confusing, confusing how history repeats itself. No one seems to listen, though. And it's funny, in the UK, they had a big booster drive. Yesterday, yesterday. And if we can put up my screen, Mr. Producer, we have some video. This is a site. I think this is Wembley Stadium. The site of the boosting. And you can see that there is no one there. <laughs> they, they basically had it all prepared for thousands of people to show up. I don't think they got anyone. People are starting to realize that this is a... That getting boosted probably isn't the best idea. But Joe Biden is out there demanding it. New York's, demanding that you get boosted. New York's wonderful new governor said that they're ready to start changing the definition of fully vaccinated. So it's, it's going to be like one of yeah. those uh, coffee shop punch cards. Oh, no, and sorry. People, this card isn't good anymore. People got taken down off of social media by fact checkers who said they weren't going to change the definition of boosted that that was fake news to claim, and we can take down my screen, there was going to be fake news that they were going to change the definition of being boosted, and yet that's what all these Democrat politicians are doing. Not all that surprising. We all called it, but still heartbreaking to see nonetheless. Well, Joe Biden, in addition, I mean, I mentioned this earlier, today is the winter solstice, so it is the darkest day of the year, so it is only fitting that Joe Biden would deliver one of the darkest speeches of American history from the White House, telling us that we are all going to die. Jake, do you feel like you're all, you're going to die? Because Joe Biden says it's going to happen to all of us. I've been waiting two years. I keep waking <laughs> up not dead, and I'm like, at a certain point, I want my money back. But it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, fear mongering at its finest. What would what would you say stood out to you the most of his wonderful Alzheimer's ridden tirade? Well, he scolded people like us. He scolded organizations like Conservative Daily for daring 
to look into the numbers, to actually report on scientific studies, to bring on doctors as guests to explain things. Now he super he spreaders us. of misinformation, I believe, is is the term. Super, we're super scolded, spreaders. Yeah, he scolded us, and in true Joe Biden fashion, he he yelled at us to stop it, stop it. Actually, that's that's a pretty good impression. We have that video. It's the first one I sent over, Miss Bruce. So let's go ahead and play Joe Biden scolding us. Look, the unvaccinated are responsible for their own choices. But those choices have been fueled by dangerous misinformation on cable TV and social media. You know, these companies and personalities are making money by peddling lies and allowing misinformation that can kill their own customers and their own supporters. It's wrong. It's immoral. I call on the purveyors of these lies and misinformation to stop it. Stop, stop it, it now. Stop it now. Do you think he told Hunter that when he was uh, finagling hookers and shoveling blow up his nose and running around with you bags mean, full of cash on illicit Hunter Biden? Deals? Hunter, Hunter Biden stop it. Vi- stop it, Hunter. No, no more hookers. Stop it. No more cocaine. Sorry, Hunter Biden on video getting the foot job from the prostitute saying that he's going to become a billionaire one day. Do you think that Joe Biden screams, stop it, Hunter? Yeah, I wonder stop if those it, photos no. will make it into his family yearbook for, you know, the holidays or maybe the Christmas card, you know, holiday card front page. Yeah, it, I mean, I'd like to see it end up in charging documents, but I guess beggars can't be choosers. But that was Joe Biden declaring that we are the purveyors of misinformation. Stop it. Yeah, Stop I, it now. I, I'm not sure if you if you watch the whole thing through, but uh, uh, we got a few new words to add to Webster's Dictionary that came out of it. He, yeah, uh, I heard him. Spocktile. We got plenty of... Uh, uh, I hear Spocktile. Spock yeah, the Spocktile is strong. So we can add that one in there. And then if you... What word noted, is that even supposed to be? Stockpile. Spocktile. Oh. Yeah, he, yeah, he was having a lot of difficulty. You could see halfway through it, he was squinting and, and trying to get a better view of the you teleprompter. See, I, if I hear Spock tile, I, I'm thinking of a Star Trek fan remodeling their thought. bathroom. Yeah, absolutely. Spock I thought we could make a meme out of that. But uh, a lot of, a lot of new, uh, a, lot of, a lot of stumbling, a lot of fumbling. And, uh, you know. I heard I, him I, say, instead of PPE, which is personal protective equipment, he said he had just bought millions of PPP, which is the small business paycheck protection program that was implemented by Donald Trump. I mean, I, I guess anyone can make that mistake. Well, it probably leads me into my next point, which, you know, he's probably Freudian slip of, of, of where his real cronyism interests lie is, is that uh, the PPP loan given to these small businesses and all this free money running around. There's actually an article that came out and said $100 billion of uh, PPP money is was fraudulently obtained. So they were trying to run around and now they're writing a check for multiple billions more probably to form a new agency to go get this money back. But his Freudian slip of saying PPP, uh, another one of his promises of, you know, saving us all from our imminent death and demise from Omicron was a purchasing agreement of 500, yeah, 500 million at-home test kits. And, you know, again, he, when he leans into the camera and says free, it's free or stop it, uh, yeah. the, the, the free aspect is there's no such thing as a free lunch. It's not free. It, it, it's what's being reflected in our day-to-day existence and cost of living when the government just keeps printing money and, and, and dishing it to these baseless agendas. And I'd love to FOIA these people and find out where these contracts are going. And I mean, you know, simple, simple math of, of, of $30 a kit, $35 a kit, you're looking at something like, Almost eighteen billion dollars just on test kits. Well, that so is a bad deal. Free. That is a bad deal because right now you can walk into Walmart and for fifteen dollars you can buy two of these tests. Well, you know they got to pay uh, the postal service to deliver yeah, yeah, them, yeah, yeah, sure yeah. the unions because after all, at the end of the <laughs> yeah. day, postal service union endorsed him for president. Well, mainly probably because they handed the, <laughs> I mean, the mail-in ballots. Th- like this is how. It, let's say you had to do this. Let's say you had to. The government had to provide these free tests to people. The way you do it is you have them go buy it at the store and you make it refundable. You make it a refundable tax credit, right? So they can write it off on their taxes, <clears throat> get that money back. Because I go out and buy one. I just bought one the other day because I was super sick and I wanted to make sure I didn't have the 
super duper plus variant or whatever, negative, but it was $15 for two tests. So it's $7 a test. Um, I mean, well, that's classic government, right? No, that's just right off the, that's just right off the shelf. One of my friends was in walk North into Carolina the pharmacy and, and had to do out of network test and it was like something like 200 oh no yeah if if you get the professional to shove it up your nose then you have to pay for that but they have these little boxes like maybe that big and they come with two of the tests and they're the abbott tests they have a different name on them and it's 15 bucks for two tests you get them right next to no it's right right in front of you i guess that's a perk they can't register all your yeah so classic joe biden he's gonna pay more than double what retail not his money is yeah also very interesting these are technically pcr tests and pcr tests will no longer be approved for emergency use authorization at the start of the year so i guess he is that? now uh because they don't work because they don't yeah <laughs> well i have too too many false positives um there are also other tests available now so you can only have an emergency use authorization as long as there's nothing else available as soon as other things become available um, it's, it's put up or shut up at that point and you get judged on the merits. So PCR tests go away at, at the start of the new year. So again, classic Joe Biden fashion, investing in a technology that will no longer be approved by the time he takes possession of these new test kits. Craziness. Crazy time. <laughs> it's just so then stupid. Towards the end when he took questions, you know, he, he parroted his uh, handler's statement again. We're like, you know, I'm not supposed to be doing a press conference. Why? Why yeah. not? You're, you're the president of, of the most powerful country in the world. And then he was throwing a curveball question, asking about inflation. And I, I wish we yeah, had the clip. No, he I'm didn't. Pull it. He didn't. He didn't know how to answer it. Uh, it was. It was towards the tail end. And also, he was positioned sideways against the camera. So, like, yeah, it just completely classic Joe Biden delirious looking you know a completely different direction of where he should be but he gets asked some question about the state of inflation in the market and then somehow ropes it into blaming mansion for killing the spending package and tries to make some haphazard claim that the presence or the the passage of uh the what do you call a bill what is the bill called build back better build, build back, back better, better bill uh, would actually diminish inflation, which is goes against every rule of economics, uh, but then somehow pointed a finger at Manchin and then said, we're going to get a deal done, and then stumbled away. Um, it looked it looked as if his uh, dementia medications were wearing off or whatever amphetamine they amp him up with to go stand in front of a camera. Really scary when you, times. When, when, when he does that, you realize just why his handlers don't want him asking questions. And you also realize why they make sure that their press events are so scripted, have the right lighting, have the right camera angles, because Joe Biden, when he answers a question, will literally turn his back to the camera to answer it. <laughs> it's uh, People go side, sideways to answer it. I, I was um, having this conversation with someone today about, you know, we've been at this for two years and we're looking at, what, three years more? And it's, I mean, it's, it's, it, it seems as if a decade has passed. You know, we talked about New York. Yeah. We talked about how New York has become a private invite-only players club of, uh, you know, woke think tank echo chamber environment. Uh, it looks like Boston's going that way with the new mayor or with the mayor's new, you know, outlook for handling Omicron. I wouldn't be surprised. And then, and then Lori Lightfoot, you know, we, we can get into her later, but I wouldn't be surprised. You know, one of my, when I go back to North Carolina every five to six weeks, I uh, I always have this pit in my stomach where I'm trying to figure out, is this the last time I can get on an airplane? And yeah. I think this is the perfect environment that they're going to use to push through uh, HR 4980, which is the uh, restriction of, of air travel domestically if you do not have proof. I don't even think they're going to use a bill. I don't think they're going to no, use No, I think bill. they're going to emergency order it, and this is exactly what yeah. they're looking for. And... Uh, it, it, <laughs> I, I'm kind of at a loss for words as to the current state of all that. That people, I mean, you look at this puppet. There's, there's no, there's no human being unless there's been, you know, some kind of 
psychological operation committed over you know that that's the only argument to this is that there there should be no rational human being that can accept this for what it's being sold as any longer yeah it's only a matter of time before they make they mandate it for the flights there we've heard a lot of rumors that they want to mandate it for interstate travel just in general so you're talking amtrak you're talking greyhound buses other bus companies obviously airlines the trucking industry, if, if if truckers don't already fall under a company that has 100 employees, they want to mandate vaccinations just to be able to engage in commerce across state lines by basically pulling from the commerce clause of the Constitution, which gives the government the power to regulate interstate commerce. They're claiming, well, if you're engaged in interstate commerce, you got to vaccinate because you'll spread the virus. I mean, last I looked, 39% of truckers are adamantly adamantly against getting vaccinated now i'm sure it's more when you just say they're against but there's a 39 percent who say they will not under any circumstance get vaccinated you right. lose 39 percent of truckers in this country everything falls apart everything falls apart i mean that's that you know uh, you know joe will say i i think too negatively i i'm, I'm looking at i'm looking at the bigger picture on this uh air travel like going back to north carolina uh, I couldn't find anything that was really less than a thousand dollars for the That's time period I, I need to go back. And that flight, I usually pay one hundred and eighty to two hundred twenty dollars for a round trip. And are you I going mean, back for Christmas? Yeah, yeah. That and so you're you're taking all of these, you know, Americans that much of uh, a company's earnings are based on fourth quarter holiday spendings, and you know, if, if, if what cost $800 to fly a family of four to go see grandma wherever now costs $3,200, what, yeah. you know, wh who says, okay, we're staying home, we'll, we'll you know, we'll send someone this, but it, the, the, the repercussions that this is going to bring into 2022, I think 2022 is going to be beyond anything we could have ever imagined taking place up until now. You know, I think I think the real consequences of everything that has been allowed to happen is going to manifest in in really harsh real world conditions for the average person. Yeah, I just looked um, because I'm always interested in what flights are. It gets back to normal next month. I mean, yeah, about the middle of January, it gets, Carolina, it gets back to normal. It's like back to 160, 170. So they're just jacking up the prices for Christmas because they can. Which is funny because it's the the taxpayers are the ones that you know kept the airlines out of the whole the whole you know the first six months of yeah. the pandemic, and uh, we 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 we're we're gonna go off a cliff in January. You know, I'd like I'd like to have it on record me saying that, but there's you know the the, the whole intent is to to push everyone out of every you know department you know common uh, collectivize every every entity education you know law enforcement, fire department, aviation, all of that. And, you know, you just look, even in New York, they're coming through pulling in, you know, Horchel wants to pull in several thousand military people to fill in the gap of uh, every, you know, vacant hospital position. And I think I think I probably called this on several months back on another episode. The, 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 the whole point is, you know, you're going to have them force out uh, the thought crime from, uh, you know, create an underclass, they're creating an underclass, and then they're going to militarize, much as they did in, in Nazi Germany with, you know, the Gestapo taking over everything, militarize all components of, of daily life and then hold the underclass to their rule set. But people, they still keep going on, thinking it's okay. You know, you'll change it next election. You'll, yeah. you know, donate here, donate there. But it's... It's a, a really ugly reality that I think is going to sneak up on a lot of people. Couple things. You missed one word that Joe Biden made up. What's that? He said it before the exponentially. Exponentially. That's a good one. That the cases, case numbers would exponentially increase. He always says it with a hard D, baby. It's always a hard D, exponentially. President Applesauce <laughs> at its finest. It's. The, the other bit on the, the truck drivers. at us. Yeah, oh, yeah. The other bit on the truck drivers. Um, New K's in the comment section says that their goal is to get truck drivers replaced with autonomous long-haul uh, vehicles. I think that's absolutely true. But 
the consequences of that would be, I, I don't even think it's quantifiable. If we go to my screen, this is a little bit of an old map from 2014, but I don't think it's changed a whole lot. When you look around the country and you look at the most common job in each state, you're looking at the what what a plurality of residents in each state does for a living. Truck drivers make up the most commonly held job in the majority of states in this country. So, I mean, like it's it's probably faster to count the states where a truck driver is not the most commonly held job. But if you're watching the, this, this, the uh, video edition, if you're listening to the audio edition, basically Hawaii, Alaska, uh, Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, Utah, Nevada, um, Washington, little bits in New England, and then New Jersey, Delaware, uh, Maryland, West Virginia, Virginia, and Florida, everywhere else in the country, other than the Dakotas, they're farmers, everywhere else in the country, the most commonly held job is a truck driver. So you... If that is the end goal, and I think there's a lot of people out there who want to replace truck drivers with autonomous vehicles like the Elon Musk's self-driving trucks, you do that, you are going to put a plurality of workers in the majority of states out of work. I mean, the, the whole push for this, the only way out of it is, is if they can get the system on universal basic income. Economically speaking... They've they've put you know they put the truck too deep into the ditch and they're never going to get it out. So a lot of this is you know if they were if they if if the population were to wake up tomorrow and they you know all the mainstream media said look go back to normal go back back your life and, and, and you know thanks for wearing your mask taking your vaccine uh, the the mounting exponential growth of of, of uh, fear mongering is because if they take their hand off the bullet hole it's all going to end up in a much worse place than had they just let us go back to normal a year and a half yeah. ago. And that that is, you know, ult ultimately, that's the solution that they're trying to wrap their head around is how do they keep the people from revolting before they can find a fix for it? And the fix doesn't have to be legitimate. They just need a fix for it. I mean, you saw universal basic income in, in parts of Europe and other areas in this in the world, and it, it never worked. But they need they need to have enough chairs for everyone when the music stops, so everyone gets in a chair. Because whoever doesn't have a chair, well, they're gonna have to deal with them on the other side of the you know the the other side of, of their reality. So, gonna take a moment to remind everyone: if we put up my screen, this podcast is brought to you by the Conservative Daily Store. Probably too late at this point to get shirts in time for Christmas, but we have a lot of non-Christmas themed shirts as well. Let's go, Brandon. The vaccine slavery, ACAB, all communists are bums. In dire distress, one of the best sellers on the site, easily. Unvaccinated Lives Matter, Buck Fiden. Check it out. Go to store.conservative-daily.com and pick up a t-shirt to help us make more liberal heads explode this holiday season. So you... you so... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You, you didn't catch any of, of Lightfoot's speech, but... Hers was actually probably no, more she, extreme. They were actually overlapping. And, she and, terrifies and, me. And clashing, and they're going on and on. And, you know, another conspiracy theory you have to kind of run through your mind is that they're going on and on about how, you know, cases are surging. They're the highest they've been. Yet, you know, everyone's predominantly vaccinated. Uh, but her, her rules and regulations were more explicit than what has come out of any governor or mayor. And she's going on about starting January 3rd until an unforeseen future or an unforeseen date, if you want to go anywhere, anything, do any, anything anywhere, you will have to show proof of vaccination. And then they have these strange uh, exceptions to the rule where if you go into a cafe, and I'll, I'll say that I'll repeat the quote she said, if you go into a cafe and you're there for less than 10 minutes, then you are free from having to show your vaccination passport. But if you plan on sitting and staying and, quote, sitting and staying and eating that muffin, then you have to show your papers. And so they might as well, I mean, you know, in something eerily reminiscent of uh, segregation and Jim Crow South, they might as well just, you know, bring back uh, black water fountains, white water fountains, vaccinated tables, unvaccinated Unvac tables. Unva unvaccinated takeout windows. It's and, and so she that and then 
she had some strange uh, comments on the exceptions. There were several exceptions. One of them were uh, grade schools and a few other places. But then she said, uh, places that are not held to this standard or requirement include voting booths. And she says, and I thought that was strange because she's coming out and saying that, you know, for the voting aspect of it, that, you know, we're not going to vaccine ID you because they kind of walk themselves into their own trap that IDs yeah. for voting are, are, are racist or irrelevant. But she abruptly finishes that statement by saying, but all of this is kind of a moving goalpost environment. You know, we, we will change it as the guidance. Everything we've said so far now will change with the guidance as, as we get more information. So it's almost as if she subconsciously was trying to implant in people that there is an option down the road for a vaccine ID to be required to vote. So, you know. Hey, if, I'm, listen, I, if you have to show your medical papers, I don't think you should be able to force them to show your, your uh, whether you're, I don't think they should be able to kick unvaccinated people out. But if it was simply, are you vaccinated or not? If that was the answer, let's do it. And let's also put your immigration status on that paper. Let's also have your birthday. Let's also have your driver's license number. I mean, I'm fine with that. I mean, I'm, I'm, if that's how we get voter ID, let's, let's, let's freaking do it. Well, like don't kick unvaccinated people out. If you just have to say I'm unvaccinated or not, Let's, let's bring in IDs, baby. Let's bring and them in. Another requisite was that if you go into that cafe and you go to get food and you do plan on staying, you must show the vaccine passport. Uh, it can be a photo, a copy of it, you know, the actual physical passport. But on top of that, you have to show your photo ID. So in, in some sense, ah. they do. They, yeah. So you have to say, okay, this ah. is me. And now this is my vaccine passport. I guess. But, to avoid... what, about, but what about the blacks? Well, you know. We're told that, that the blacks don't can't get IDs, and, well, and I'm they, not they using that term internet pejoratively. I'm just quoting Joe Biden. Well, what about African Americans? Use the internet. Yeah. Or what about rural white people who don't know how to fax something and have to go to FedEx Kinkos? What about them? I mean, these are all things. The left has said. The left has said that a huge chunk of our country is incapable of producing ID on demand. And here they are. Nope, just produce the ID. Where, where's the outrage? I don't know. We, we should probably have some people call in, Max. Did we have, did, did you, you want to do open line? Mr. Producer, can you can you set us up for open line? Take a few calls. Poor, poor Zach is going to have a heart attack, but we can do it. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, put a, put a few on. Put a few on. I'd like to hear people's thoughts 441 one one two one eight 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 four four one 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 two one is our number. Be nice to Zach when you call in. He but if any trolls make it way make their way through the line, I'll I'll deal with you. I'm fine with trolls. I'll deal. I'm with fine with we'll trolls. Share. Eight 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 four four one 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 two one. Do you, have you seen this this uh, deal, Jake with um, Jesse Waters? Have, uh, have you seen what he's going where... through? He called out the poison dwarf. I mean, Dr. yeah, Fauci. the uh, yeah. elf on a shelf. I call, him, I, I call him a poison dwarf. He is literally the embodiment of elf on a shelf. Um, yes, he called them out, and he and he basically said for everyone to act like James O'Keefe, to find him and to ask him uncomfortable questions, make him uncomfortable. We have the different clips. Um, it was entirely in the context of making him uncomfortable with questions and getting him to answer your questions like James O'Keefe does with Project Veritas. The left is going after Jesse Waters because he used language that when you cut it out of context makes it sounds like he wants to have people kill Anthony Fauci. He says you have to go in for the kill shot. They go in for the kill shot. And that is freaking the left out because now they're saying he's like going for the ambush kill shot. Basically, yeah. Yeah, he says <laughs> they, they, they want... Now. They want to make it seem like he's calling for them to treat Anthony Fauci the way that Hillary Clinton was treated in Bosnia. Remember when she when she got off the the plane and, and allegedly got fired upon from all angles? That's what they think that, well, that, that Jesse Brian Waters Williams too. Brian yeah, Williams likes to make up stories. That's what too. they are. That's what they are claiming that Jesse Waters advocated. We have a clip 
Um, let's play the uh, let's play the the widescreen one, Mr. Producer. This is what the left is circulating to act, to say that Jesse Waters is trying to call for violence. Let's play that clip. Now you're going for the kill shot. The kill shot with an ambush, deadly, because he doesn't see it coming. This is when you say, Dr. Fauci, you funded risky research at a sloppy Chinese lab, the same lab that sprung this pandemic on the world. You know why people don't trust you, don't you? Boom! He is dead! He is dead! I cut He's it. done! Now how... So that is the clip that they are playing. And even in that context, you can tell he's talking about go up and ask some questions. He actually repeats the question he wants people to ask Fauci. But it's the ambush, kill shot, he's dead, boom. That is being taken out of context. And now you have Fauci on CNN being fed these lines out of context. It seems a little sensitive. It seems a little sensitive for a man that fed beagles to sand fleas to yeah. take offense to such commentary. Now you got Fauci on CNN. We have that clip calling for Jesse Waters to be fired. Let's play that clip. Uh, on the subject of divisiveness, Dr. Fauci, I'm not going to play it because, frankly, I think it's dangerous. But, but Jesse Waters, who is a Fox News entertainer, was giving a speech to a conservative group where he talked about you and suggested to the crowd that they ambush you with what he said was some kind of rhetorical kill shot. That was his exact word. I'm wondering you know, how much that concerns you when you hear language like that about you and your, your well-being. Well, John, that's horrible. I mean, that just is such a reflection of the craziness that goes on in society. The only thing that I have ever done throughout these two years is to encourage people to practice good public health practices, to get vaccinated, to be careful in public settings, to wear a mask. And for that, you have some guy out there saying that people should be giving me a kill shot to ambush me. I mean, what kind of craziness is there in society these days? That's awful that he said that. And he's going to go very likely unaccountable. <laughs> I mean, whatever network he's on is not going to do anything for him. I mean, that's crazy. The guy should be fired on the spot. People in glass Fauci. should not yeah. throw stones, especially when he's talking about accountability. If he wants accountability, I, I think that's the last conversation he wants to have. He, I mean, these are despicable people. I mean, I, 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 part of me believes that half of them are robots and they're not even capable of human thought and emotion. But that's probably why I'm called an extremist. Anthony Fauci is the most highly paid federal employee in the entire U.S. government. He makes more money than any other employee of the federal government. He just went on CNN and advocated for a news host to be fired from the leading cable news channel for urging people to ask him tough questions. Where is the leftist outrage? Where is the outrage over destroying the free press. I've never heard of any uh, politician, government official, as powerful as Fauci is, as wealthy as Fauci is. I've never seen them ever advocate for a news host. They called him an entertainer. That's a nice little dig from CNN. I guess CNN hosts can't be entertainers because no one watches. No, because they're all, By busy, definition. They're all busy being pedophiles from a, 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 that according, too. A, according to the news reports. Which I found funny. Actually, no one, no mainstream outlet covered any of the the commentary of any of the past two producers getting, you know, bagged on. Well, you just said it. Glass houses. Right, right, and uh, I mean they haven't even announced the termination of that guy, Salibi. I think right, who's the second one, the one that's you know trying to get his fian ex fiance to send like. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember even, disgusting people's names. They, 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 they haven't even announced that he's, you know, been terminated. With, uh, you know, the FBI had been apparently investigating him for 17 months before they seized any of his devices. Another failure on their part. But Fauci is calling for him to be fired. 
And the CNN entertainer there, I don't even know his name. The CNN entertainer admitted that what Fauci, what uh, Waters was calling for was a rhetorical kill shot. Like a linguistic kill shot. Kill him with your arguments. He even admits, he even admits that it's not real violence. Right? I have a hard time keeping track of how the left defines violence these days. You have Ayanna Presley. I don't know if you saw this. She's declaring that anyone who opposes Democrat policies are now committing policy violence. Policy violence, yeah, that's a new word to add. Policy violence. Silence is violence. But now apparently also rhetorical kill shots are violence. So I don't know what's worse, silent violence or like loud violence. I, I, I can't keep it straight anymore. Anything, Everything is apparently violence these days. Well, it's the same as everything being racist. Mansion got hammered by someone. I forget what state he was from some rapper or senator saying that uh, Manchin just decided to say no to Build Back Better because he hates black people or he's racist. Rather yes, than, that's that's <laughs> rather than that. That's a, it. <laughs> a, a concerned parent not wanting to max out their credit card or uh, the nation's <clears throat> credit card for the the, the future uh, uh, generations to come. So that's it. They nailed it. It actually is just racism. It has nothing to do with thinking it's stupid to spend billions of dollars to study tree racism. Yes, canopy that is equity. right. They called it canopy equity. Oh, it's canopy equity? Is that canopy what they call equity. it? Canopy equity, yep. Canopy equity. Uh, <clears throat> to uh, a lot billions of dollars to inner city communities to study how, uh, because of their uh, racial demographic or, or dynamic, that... Uh, the, trees don't grow. The, the, the presence or that the city no, planners the, the, the didn't want to plant, plant trees. It's just like the racist bridges, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, the tr uh, canopy equity is uh, the actual term used in the, in the legislation for uh, saying that yeah, the, so white man, tree the white yeah the white man didn't uh, put trees in inner city communities because they're racist. So how does how does gentrification work? You'd think if we wanted to gentrify black neighborhoods, we would plant the trees there decades ago so that they would grow and provide nice shade by the time we come in, us white folk, come in and gentrify the neighborhood. Right? Because that's the other claim, that, that gentrification has been decades in the in making. Planning, yeah. And this has been centrally planned. Well, you can't have it both ways. You can't say that us white folks have have planned out gentrification every single step of the way, but we also didn't plant the trees because jake as you know the best time to tramp to plant tree was 10 years ago the second best time to plant tree is right now right and you know not, none of these people actually pay attention to history when it comes to everyone on the left but uh even in new york all these i mean a after you know the the freeing of the slaves all of uh, you know the freed slaves went up north to these industrial cities and then the city started booming you had the roaring 20s you know you had the jazz era that came about you had all this you know uh, harlem renaissance you had all this cultural revival that came out of this migration and then you make yourself you know three decades down the road once you're getting into the 50s and 60s uh democrat policy hammered down on these cities and and put them in the gutter for the next four to yeah. five decades to come only for them to get out of it over the past 10 to 15 years. You know, you saw all this booming uh, infrastructure and, and, and pro you know, property values rising and, and jobs and investment infrastructure coming into these cities. And once again, all these Democrat-run cities said, oh, yeah, no, we can't have that. Let's shut everything down and ruin everyone. You know, when historically, you know, <coughs> speaking of, of, of the majority of inner-city jobs for minorities has been in service industry, food service, uh, manual labor, they were the first ones to get chopped. So, if you don't know, well, here's how you know. Here's how you know they don't actually want to pass build the build the things in Build Back Better. So one of the things in Build Back Better was to cap copays for insulin, and I believe thirty five dollars. They're ignoring the fact that Donald Trump signed an executive order already to do that, and Joe Biden rescinded it. So it probably would have been better if they cared about that just to keep the executive order on the books, but there's a provision in there that would cap the copay you pay. Now, that wouldn't stop insurance companies from raising the price of the premiums, which they probably would, increasing deductibles, it probably would, but cap your premium at the very least, which if you are diabetic, if you rely on insulin to survive, that'd be great news. 
the left is proclaiming that that um, Joe Manchin doesn't care about diabetics and that he deliberately raised the price of insulin. Well, the, the easy challenge is, okay, let's advance that as a standalone bill. Let's, let's give it a give it a legislative bill number. Let's hold a vote. No, no pork, no additional things. Make it three to five pages long. Co-pays on insulin cannot be more than $35. Let's pass it into law. But notice that they're not doing that. They're not going piecemeal. They're not going piece by piece, section by section, provision by provision, and passing this as standalone bills because they the left doesn't actually care about insulin prices. The left cares far more about what they can attach as an amendment to a bill that lowers insulin prices. They'd much rather put canopy equity, tree equity in there, right? They'd much rather open up the door for illegal aliens to start accessing government benefits, four, four welfare half, benefits. Four and a half billion dollars for uh, resettled Afghan refugees. Yeah. So Sprinkled they don't actually care the about the insulin. If they cared about the insulin, to, today, tomorrow, they could have an up or down vote. They don't even have to count it because Republicans would probably vote for it too. Voice vote. Unanimous consent. Who all agrees to make sure that insulin isn't expensive? I doubt you. That I doubt that any congressman or senator would stand up and object to that. It passed instantly. Joe Biden would sign into law instantly. But you know why they won't do it? Because then they lose that leverage. They would much rather put a bill through that fails and then be able to say the Republicans voted against lowering your insulin costs than actually having to pass it. Because the minute they pass it, they lose it as leverage. And they can't use that to ram through the other two trillion dollars of bullshit in this bill so don't believe it don't when the left says that oh republicans vote for xyz and republicans do it to the left all the time too they name the bill like the care about america act right and then they they make it chock full with all of their pet projects their government spending pentagon spending and then when the democrats vote vote against it they say oh democrats voted against the care about america act democrats don't care about america which is probably true in most cases but they play the same game where they name a bill, a feel-good name, add a couple of nice things, and then pack the rest of it with pork. How about we we don't do that anymore? If, if the country wants lower insulin prices, then make lower insulin prices. Easier said than done. There's consequences. Fine. Well, but don't too, sit here. He was too busy uh, bragging about the the drop of 16 cents per gallon of gas, and he says, and I think yeah. it's going to go down more. So last time I checked, it well, probably two cents for hot dogs. Cheap, yeah, you add it together, give it to your kids for Christmas. Uh, last time I filled up, it was over, if not four or over four dollars a gallon. So it's all, you know, it's we we ha- you and I spoke about this off the fo- uh, off off the show, but you know, we're I think uh, the right is failing to actually acknowledge what Mansion did for you know for for a serious a serious change of of, of of pace for a, you know, seated congressman for how he's been there for years. Right. And he got turned down or he turns down his, you know, votes no on the bill. And most people probably don't know this, but his wife had actually been appointed in the beginning of 2021 by uh, Gail. Gail Manchin was appointed by, the Biden administration to run a uh, a federally funded organization called the Appalachian Commission Board. And essentially they get hundreds of millions of dollars since its installment in the 1960s. I think they've dished out $40 billion. Uh, So, but their focus is uh, Appalachia. So underdeveloped low income communities all along the Eastern seaboard, you know, West Virginia, Virginia, and the whole claim was, you know, that these, you know, the, the Build Back Better bill would help, you know, invest money in these coal, former coal producing communities, which we all know re- what really means is that they're going to take a bunch of money, throw yeah. it behind a bunch of crony corporations and say, well, we're trying to, you know, uh, make uh, green friendly uh, infrastructure and then try to take over these resource-rich areas. I mean, that's why they're after North Carolina and, and Virginia. They're incredibly resource-rich. And they were trying to sway those blue for, for quite some time. Uh, but his wife, even though it, it was almost an offering, you know, you offer the king something for that, that place at the table, and it really took a set of, uh, on Joe Manchin's part, 
to say no after they put his wife in stewardship uh, of that organization to disperse that money to all these different entities. It's like, you know, the, the pay to play mantra or mentality of the left is to take yeah. a bunch of money, get a few people compromised, and then you can push through whatever you want. And so I think they're really having a difficult time wrapping their head around this to figure out how how they go about fixing this problem because his wife's still in that position. He said no to their, their bill, though. Yeah, I mean, the, the Republicans do this, too. Donald Trump named Mitch McConnell's wife as the Department uh, Direct, uh, uh, Secretary of Transportation. So both parties do this. Anytime they find someone who's going to be a troublemaker, they give them power, give them money, give them prestige uh, to try and stop them from from being a thorn in their side. Um, well, obviously, it didn't work. Our, more on our side at this point, ideologically, than <clears throat> Mitch McConnell. Well, maybe. Maybe. Um, I think he probably disagrees with us more than he agrees with us. But we'll take the victory for sure. I think that I think it still gets to the point where the next time he's on the ballot, you'd much rather switch that seat to a Republican seat. Even even a rhino seat would be better than than a Democrat name only. But you got to take the victories where you get it. You got to take the victories where you find it. Um, so we got a little bit sidetracked. I want to play the bit on what Jesse Waters actually said with context. Because they claimed he was he was trying to get people to attack and and hurt Anthony Fauci. Let's play the clip of Jesse Waters, the one that's uh, a little scrunched. You guys like James O'Keefe, right? Now James O'Keefe goes to people's homes and sticks mics in their face and makes them ashamed of themselves because they screwed up. So. James O'Keefe makes people awkward, and that's what we want. I'm sick and tired of conservatives always playing defense. I'm going to deputize all you guys to be little James O'Keefe's, okay? you got to ambush a guy like Fauci, okay? This is how you do these ambushes, like O'Keefe. First, you identify yourself. Dress, do you mind, Dr. Fauci, if I ask you a few questions? You say, Dr. Fauci. Why did you lie? You're just going to speak gibberish. You let him talk, get it on tape with your iPhone or your buddy's iPhone. I don't have time to get into the technicality of it. So that is the context, Jake. There was no violence. There was no, not even meanness, but they blew that out of proportion to make it seem like he was calling on people to actually violently attack Anthony Fauci. We are starting to see some of the first pictures of leftism run completely amok. I hope that this is fake. I pray that this is fake. Mr. Producer, go ahead and put up my screen. This is apparently a photograph of, it looks like Thanksgiving, at a household with everyone wearing personal protective equipment, gowns, goggles, ventilator, uh, respirators. This can't be real, can it? I mean, I, I see people riding around their car with a mask on. Yeah, but not but not looking like they just got out of treating someone in a tent in Africa with Ebola. I mean, would you go through the lengths of doing that for a joke? I think not. I wouldn't like even even uh, someone. I wouldn't because people. If I had that gear, that, if I had that gear, and I didn't have to buy it, yeah, I, I'd make some. I, joke I don't know pictures. because I think at a base level, you you understand how absurd it is. So. So to, to put something like that out there where people are actually doing this, you know, this specific picture, we don't know. But there are people that are actually going to such lengths and extremes to do this. So it, it, from our take, from our standpoint, I don't think we'd want to facilitate or support such behavior. I, uh, I remember I was, on a, I was on a train in New York and this guy, he had his, like, five-year-old kid all masked up with, like, multiple masks, the visors. And you, I could see his reflection in the train window, and I wasn't wearing a mask. And his kid is, like, just talking. It's a five-year-old. She's going, oh, Daddy, why isn't that guy wearing a mask? And he says it loud enough for me to hear it. Uh, he says, well, that's because some people don't want to follow the rules, honey, and they don't think that the rules apply to them. And then he caught me like 
death staring him in the reflection. <laughs> and then so he started to get very concerned. And she just kept talking and babbling and asking random questions about, you know, why, no math, why. And he was like quietly whispering for her to be quiet because I wouldn't break eye contact in the reflection. But so, no, I, I, I don't I, I don't think that's a far fetched idea to say that that's that's a, a joke, uh, a real thing. I want to believe I want to believe that that's real. Joe Biden said in his speech today that if you are not vaccinated, you will not be able to enjoy the holidays. I think that the only people who won't be enjoying the holidays are the vaccine Nazis. Now, we can take that down. I don't know if you've been monitoring Twitter. I like to monitor liberal Twitter. And there are so many people complaining that they have been uninvited from Christmas for demanding that their family members check vaccine passports at the door. So they are taking Fauci's advice. They are taking Joe Biden's advice and trying to demand that their extended family force all attendees to be vaccinated. And rather than obviously doing that, their extended family are just kicking them out. And they're now all posting about how they've been uninvited. It takes two months to brainwash a person. So, you know, as we as we get to the end of this hour, Max, I. I like for I, I like making forecasts. Like I like I thought you were going to say I like Fortnite. No, that's what I thought you were originally <laughs> no. going to say. No, <laughs> I uh, I like forecasting uh, events and, 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 and seeing the, the strategic moves behind it. So if I were to, you know, so we have this on record, if I were to ask you your opinion of what the middle half of 2022 looks like, what what is your Twilight Zone Orwellian 1984 take on, on you know, not, and none of anything that's happened up until this point did, could we ever imagine happening. Uh, where would you, uh, expectations aside or rationality aside, you know, where do you see the state of this country in six months? Did we lose Max? All righty. Uh, Mr. Producer, can we get him back on or no? All right. Well, working on it. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll call it a, a night now. We got five minutes left before the end of the show. But thanks for joining us. This was Jake Frejo and Max McGuire's screen froze. But if you'd like, uh, up next, next hour is uh, next edition of Uncle Tom Talks, where uh, Derek will go into depth of a variety of. Uh, Things in our culture that are seen from the eyes of a Christian black conservative. So thanks for watching. I'm Jake Frejo. Have a good night.